Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hope. My name is Tammy Lynn Connors. This is my YouTube channel and podcast, Helping Other People Evolve. Today, I have the wonderful Derek Gant with me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to interview Derek. I've known Derek for, geez. Stop counting. Yeah, Stop a long time. Time goes really quick. <laughs> We're just going to go there. But blessed to know Derek, and I'm super excited to hear his story today. For those of you that don't know what Hope is and how I started this, is my mission and vision with Hope is to just help other people. It's called Helping Other People Evolve. And that reason for me starting this is because there's so many people I feel like that are at home that feel like they're struggling all by themselves and nobody else has a problem like theirs. But we have solutions to those problems. And fortunately, I've been able to come to a better place in my life through that struggle and a strength. And Derek's got a story of maybe not like the hopes that we have on most of my podcasts, like a struggle, struggle, struggle. But he has built a business and he's just a great person, um, spiritually um, focused and just really a great person in the city. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. So I'm super excited just to, you know, hear how Derek's life went and how what made you become where you're at today. Yeah, I'm excited to tell you. You know, I uh, have an interesting story for all of you that don't know. I'm a financial consultant and we help people get out of debt to fix their credit, to stop that crisis struggle, you know, living check to check, being broke, losing your home, your cars. And interesting story that you probably never heard is that um, for, you know, I don't know, maybe 20 years, I focused strictly on um, helping wealthy people become more wealthy. So okay. as an investment guy, that's what you do. They mm -hmm. give you money, you make them more money. And I always liken that story to the parables where Jesus was like, okay, you have the three guys, the talents, and the one multiplied it. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm the multiplier. But one day I got sick, I had a blood clot, and um, it put me down, put me in the hospital for, you know, I think six, seven days. Oh. And while I was there, um, I had this conversation with God that I didn't, like, ask him for it. It just started. Mm -hmm. And the conversation really went something like, well, what did you do with your life? Like, what have you done that's so great? I'm like, I've been waiting for this question, Right. I'm the multiplier. Right. Your son's parable about the multiplier, that's me. I help people multiply. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I know that. That's great. I appreciate that. That's awesome. What else did you do? Mm -hmm. And it really made me scared, like scared, scared. Like, wait a minute. I'm, that's not good enough. I thought that was great. Mm. You know, I go to church. I'm a good dad. I'm a decent husband. You know, I help thousands of people uh, financially. Ooh, I, this is a problem. So long story short, um, I made a commitment to figure out how to help people who needed help, not people who wanted help, okay. right? Because you have a couple million dollars and you want a million or, you know, two million two, you know, you really don't have a problem. Right. You just want more. Right. Right. And so, but if you are going to lose your home, uh -huh. it's a whole different story. So that's how I started. Completely true story. Wow. Uh, how I started helping people that really, really need mm -hmm. help. And they're in a crisis. I mean, I can't begin to tell you, you know, how many people's marriages we're able to affect because they don't fight about money anymore. Right. You know? right. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. It is oh, huge. I did not know that story. I, yeah. I, yeah. It's not <laughs> something that you share. I think I might have wrote about it in my book, but yeah. it's not something I share regularly. Yeah. That's I, awesome. Yeah. Those conversations with God are real, huh? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I can't express the devastation 
that I thought all this goodness I had done. I mean, I started throwing in little things like, well, Lord, you know, women get stuck on the side of the road. I see them trying to change the tire. I'll stop and help. Right. I've given money away to the homeless, you know, and people who need, you know, to stand on the corner. And he was like, yeah, and, yeah, and. And I was like, wait a minute, you keep shooting down everything right. that I think is amazing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, that's that's not going to cut it. That was humbling, but wasn't it? Very humbling, you know. Yeah. And then I had to figure out how to help people with no money and not go broke. Right. <laughs> so I had to figure that yeah. part out, too. Yeah. Uh, well, so. how long have you had Gantt? This, um... Yeah, you know, we've been um, investment advisors for well over 30 years. Okay. Um, we started the company to help people get out of debt and the financial distress about 10 years okay. ago. And so, you know, I luckily didn't have to learn anything new. I was always, and I was yeah. already an expert at money management. It was just the other end. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I knew what it took to get there. And so we just started applying those principles. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Now you said you're a dad. So you have mm -hmm. two sons. I know both. Your I have sons. two adult sons. Yeah. Yep. And they're, they're, they're good young men. They, they uh, quasi practice what I preached all these years. <laughs> Um, so they do pretty good. My niece, though, it's always the girls. My niece is just killing it. She's 34. Okay. And she does everything that I've taught over the years. She does that. She's doing really well financially. Good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, when you're talking to people about their finances, I mean, that's got to be, for one thing, even for you to hear their stories, you're like, oh, right? Yeah. You know, it's hard when you hear those stories. Well, you know, it's like anything. You're like, you know, I can't imagine being an, a doctor or an ER doctor. Right. I couldn't take the pain. I definitely couldn't take a kid coming in injured or hurt. Um, but the doctor is used to it. Right. You know, so you get used to it. And it doesn't mean that I'm desensitized to it. What it really means is that I know there's hope. Right. Right. Don't right. be serious. Right. I know that right. there's hope. And that's, that's the whole point of our of our interview is 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 there hope and what is that hope and i know that after hearing thousands of all these crazy stories and scenarios of self-sabotage because we do it to ourselves mm -hmm. um how to help people fix it you know if it's fixable i mean almost everything's fixable okay. if you're willing to change that's gonna be my next yeah, thing <laughs> if you're willing to change they're fixable it just may take a little bit of time because uh -huh. you didn't get in the mess overnight right and you're not gonna get out of the mess right overnight. And that's that's a hard, especially I th feel like we live in such a microwave society that people mm -hmm. are like, well, I want this fixed right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even with my sobriety, people will be like, well, yeah, but look at you. And I'm like, yeah, this is coming up on 20 years. It's <laughs> a lot of work. A lot of work. It's like this, you know, overnight. And I didn't, you know, it took me from the age of 11 when I started drinking till well, however old I was when I quit 37 or whatever. Right. But yeah. Right. You know, it's not like a quick fix. And so I know with myself, even with, you know, trying to help people through addiction and things like that, you just want to shake them like, well, if you just do that, <laughs> you just listen yes. to what I'm saying. Right. You know, you know but the problem is, is that we all have grown up um, under a different track. Correct. Right. Our, none of our railroads run along the same track. I mean, they might be similar, quasi parallel. They veer off somewhere. So what comes easy for me does not come easy for someone else. You know, everybody thinks that I'm just love working out. Like you're always in shape. You're always working out. You're posting the pictures of working out. I can't stand it, but I know the opposite, which is being unhealthy and dead. Right isn't that desirable. It's not as desirable as going to work out. Right. So I'm willing to do that. And I think that's where 
where most people are is that you're right. Like everything is immediate gratification. The mic, it started with the microwave. Right, right exactly. Right? Cause even in the old days, you had to put your TV dinner in the oven. In the oven for 25 you know, to 30 25 minutes. 25 to 30 minutes versus three minutes. <laughs> right, you know? right. So, um, so, and it's just this mushroom, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah, we preach radical ownership, okay. you know, and, and it starts there. And it's the same thing, you know, with everybody that um, you help, they made a decision. Right. Enough's enough. Right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop the yes. madness. Yes. Right. And then they go out and they get help and then things start to unfold. Mm-hmm. Right. Then they blossom and they flower. Right. 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 And I, I love that we just talked about that. It doesn't happen overnight because yeah. people just need to know that. Like it's a work in progress. But if you keep doing it, mm-hmm. you're going to get there and you might stumble and you might fall a little bit. But if you just keep going and being consistent, we were just talking about consistency <laughs> exactly <laughs> before we got on here. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Um, so I just want to touch a little bit. We talked a little bit about mental health mm-hmm. only because I think that it's very important. And I think it's very important in men and women too, of course, but I feel like women can just, we just talk about everything. We're good. <laughs> like we're solid. We just talk more about everything. You know, right. there's not a lot of women. I don't think that hold it in. I'm not saying that mental health and women, I'm not downgrading that, but I just know that men and mental health and especially in your community, Absolutely. Um, I've learned that it's really, um, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you a story about, about mental health. Okay. So um, during, I think it was 2007, eight, um, when the real estate market crashed and, you know, the real estate market affected the entire market. Mm-hmm. I get paid based on investing in the marketplace. And so my kids were in school and, and what I, when I talk about my, my kids in school, I always say they have a lack of appreciation for higher education. Okay. That's that's the politically correct way of saying they hate school. Okay, right. right. And you got to twist their arm to, to get through it. And so I was struggling like really severely. Like I I felt like a failure as a dad because I couldn't get them to to really dig into school. You know, um, I was I was uh, suffering at work because the markets were out of my control, but still suffering at right. work. I get paid based on the revenue that we increase people's portfolios. So that there's no increase. It was going in the mm-hmm. other way. And so people are like, why am I paying you if I'm losing money? Uh, right? So I had that. And then, you know, your my personal relationship was on rocky roads because of all the other things. And so you just felt like, you know, you were just losing every, you know, and for some of you listening, I know you have deeper, worse struggles, but these are real life sure. circumstances right. um, as a parent, as a spouse, as a, as a provider, as a consultant, if you figure you're losing on every front. And so, you know, I kept that in mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine one day and I was just sharing a little bit and they were like, well, why don't you go talk to somebody? And I was like, like men don't do that. And black men really don't do right. that. What are you talking about? <laughs> and so, you know, we grit it out. And so um, it was like, yeah, you can grit it out right to the grave, right? right. Or to insanity or depression. Right. And so, you know, I've always run to the gym for my stresses, right. which is a great place to go, sure. but it doesn't fix all ailments. Right. So I'll suffice to say that I went to therapy. Mm-hmm. And here's the cool part. When I decided to go, I go, do I know anybody that's a therapist, right? Because what I didn't want to do was personally, and I'm sure most people feel the complete opposite. I didn't want to go to a complete stranger and have to start with ground zero to tell them okay. I was a good guy going through a hard time, right? <laughs> right. Right. I didn't, you know, because you got to explain everything. Sure. And so lo and behold, 
you know, um, I, I knew one person and I'm like, eh, I'm not sure. And then God dropped in my spirit that I knew this woman, a therapist, a doctor from high school, oh, from high school. Her, I went to school with her sons and I adored her. Mm-hmm. Didn't really come to me that she was a therapist until I got to this position. I went and I scheduled an appointment with her. She absolutely adored me too. Okay. Right. She was the mom that used to bring chocolate chip cookies. And I used to look out for her, her sons, you know, when we played in different things. She just adored me. I adored her. She bought food. I adore (laughs) you. Right. (laughs) So I went to see her. I'm telling her we had three sessions and she just, just talking to someone. It was amazing. Yeah. So it's critical um, for everyone but specifically the taboos of mm-hmm. us to go out and get help and have a conversation. Even even after that, I started talking to a cluster of my close friends about, and then you find out that all of you mm-hmm. have the exact same drama, Yeah. right? And the same challenge. Mm-hmm. It may be slightly different, but mm-hmm. technically, you know, kids aren't paying attention. My wife thinks some shit, right. you know? So, you know, so, you know, we had these same situations. You're like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Right. And that by itself kind of takes some of the pressure off and you go, okay, well, we can figure this out. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that you said that just like we do this because you're not alone, like in our yeah. struggles. Right. But you said something that that clicked with me because you said my struggle night might not be like all these other ones. And mm-hmm. I did say that, you know, your your hope story is a little different. But my friend um, Chastity lost her husband in um, 22. Um, and she talked about grief after that. Mm-hmm. And grief isn't just losing someone. Grief is a lot. And depression is a lot. It's right. like you said, your kids, your family, you lose your house, you lose your job. I mean, there's all kinds of different grief right. and mental health things that we have to deal with, you know? So somebody's grief isn't like, I can't look at somebody that lost their home and be like, why are you grieving? I lost my son. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because that's exactly. their grief. And so I think that that's important too. And I love that you said to talk to someone. Yeah. I mean, I've had friends call me or I call them and we'll have a complete conversation and they'll talk the whole time if they call me. And then at the end, I'll say something. They'll be like, thank you so much. You just helped me. And I'm like, (laughs) great. I'm glad you got it all. Glad you're better. And that's what I think is important too. It really is. And, and we all want to be heard. Yeah. Right. At some, at some level. For sure. And even when, you know, in your silence, you know, like guys are kind of quiet and, you know, it's the old joke where you come home and you say, how was your day? And you say it was great. And the wife who's asked her how her day was. And, you know, an hour later, you, right. you know, you can go to the bathroom or something. Right. But the point is, is that, you know, just having someone that you can confide in. And I'm not by any stretch of imagination going, I'll just find somebody to talk. Right. 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 You need to be selective for sure who you talk to. Um, and if you do go to talk if I come to talk to you and you don't let me say anything right <laughs> right is that really helpful right you know so you have to be yeah. careful of those people or they have have the answer so oh, I just need answer, to listen right? right yes and so those people think they have the all the all the answers right you know you got to be careful of those yeah people. yeah I say God gave us two ears to listen and one mouth 100%. so why don't we just listen there you a little go. bit more everybody's go. always quick to respond yeah without you know letting yeah. somebody else talk absolutely so. So yeah, so you're—I mean, your business is flourishing. You business kind of flourishing. laid back a little bit. You laid said. back a little bit. Um, you know, my coming off of my conversation with God, let's call it, and I feel like we were able to um, fulfill that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote a book called uh, "The 24K Life Code." 
um, the only difference between mediocrity and greatness. And so the book encourages uh, individuals to tap into their their greatness so that they can then go out and help other people tap into their greatness. And we take the approach from a financial perspective, meaning that, um, you know, you do Thrive and you do Lavelle and, you know, you say, hey, we just came out with this new um, service for food delivery from farm to table, which, you know, we all need farm to table, right? right? And so you go, but how can you afford it? Mm -hmm. right? right. Do you have the money for it? So we approach it from a financial perspective to figure to help people figure out how to get their money game right. So then they can invest in their bodies and their fitness and they can invest in their nutrition and they can invest in um, courses and things to help them become better. And in the book, you know, I don't talk about, hey, this is how I was able to do this amazing, have this amazing life and and create this lifestyle. It's more about here's the habits mm -hmm. and the ideas and the um, proper tools to start the process, to be consistent mm -hmm. in certain areas, to get your money right, to get your body right, to get your mind right. Um, so it's kind of this basic like, this is how people do it. Okay. Right? Not just how I did it. Right. Because, again, our tracks don't run right. parallel. Right. So, but here's the rules to figure out how to get on your track mm -hmm. going northeast. Okay. Right? So, I'm a, yeah. stock, I'm a stock investment guy. So, it's going to go that way. Right. But it's got to go up. Up. Uh, right. So, we got to go north no, we're not and going, forward. We're not we, going southwest. We're, we're not going southwest. <laughs> you can't go backwards. Right. So, so that's what the book is about. And so, to your, to your point... You know, as we stop meeting people one on one as much, mm -hmm. um, and we're still doing the social thing and trying to help people with videos and things, but we wrote the book so that we can reach even more people. Mm -hmm. You know, so they can at least grab a hold of their life, like put the brakes on, yeah. redirect, and then move in the right direction. Awesome! Yeah. yeah, I'll put a link to your book in here too. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I launched the podcast, so yeah, so this has been great. I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. We've been trying to do it for a little while. <laughs> that happened. Did. Finally, did it. You know, it's always in the timing that it's supposed to happen. Absolute I think. God's timing. Yes. I have to say that I'm. 100% blessed to call Derek, my friend, Absolutely. for sure. Because, um, Same here. Yeah, I reached out to him a few years ago, and I've just it's just been a great friendship. So it has. I appreciate I'm going to get a hug. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Thank Taylor. you. And I appreciate everybody getting on Hope today. And um, is there any last words you want to say to anybody? Hey, take radical ownership for where you are and move forward. Yes. North. East. Absolutely. Don't go southwest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys all have a great day. Thank you so much.